as we continue to celebrate the great 50 days of Easter, let us proclaim the good news of Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of our risen Christ be with you. And also with you. Let's turn and greet one another. to Laguna Presbyterian Church, especially those of you who are visiting today. We are so glad that you are here. On each, each one of the pews, there is a friendship pad near the center aisle, and we'd love to have you fill it out and let us know that you're with us today, and then pass it down the row so other people can do so too. Uh, you can see the announcements that are in our bulletin. Next Sunday is Mother's Day, May 13th, and our tradition here the last few years on Mother's Day is that we serve strawberries and cream and hot chocolate and coffee in the Rose Garden after each service. So please be sure that you bring other people that you know who might want to enjoy that and go, go instead of that way to the donuts, go that way to the strawberries and cream and donuts, which you can find out there next week. It's a very festive thing. The town, people in the town go by and kind of join in. It's really lots of fun. Our, uh, our choir and our bell choir have announced their spring concert. It is going to be June 3rd at 5 p.m. That is a Sunday, and it's just a few weeks away. If you have a child who is in fourth or fifth grade, there is a first communion class for them at 11 o'clock this morning, so you'll want to make sure that they get there. And also, Jerry's retirement party, you can see the information about that that is inside of the connections. In addition to the party at El Miguel Country Club on June 4th, there are just two community gatherings left. Those have been great times to kind of tell stories and remember some things together. And so if you haven't been to one, you can see the two that are left, and they would love to have you there, but it does help if you would RSVP so that they know that you're coming. Our summer book talk is going to be reading this summer a book about, about Julia Child that is called Deary, The Remarkable Life of Julia Child. And it says in Connections that the books are on the patio, but they sold out after first service. So next week there will be five more, which are in, in the mail. So if you run fast, you may get one, but you can get them somewhere else too if you would rather do that. Uh, if you are visiting with us this morning, you'll find this is a little unusual in this service because the first five minutes or so will be a congregational meeting to elect the nominating committee that will elect our deacons and that will nominate our deacons and elders for next year. And also I noticed that the flowers this morning are for somebody's big birthday. And it looks like Dick doesn't really want to say it, but Carol Maxwell is four score and seven. So you have to do the math. Happy birthday, Carol. Congratulations. 
first service wished you happy birthday, too. I didn't notice that you weren't here, but I'm glad you're here at this one. Jerry? Join me in prayer. God of joy, we center our hearts in you now. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Assure us of your love. Fill us up with the fruit of love and joy as we worship you, as we celebrate your goodness and all of your promises that you've made to your people. Bless us now in this bit of congregational meeting that we do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are constituted with a quorum, and uh, we've had a prayer, and I'd like to invite the chair of our nominating committee, Cheryl Behan, to come and place in nomination the names that are printed in the bulletin. Cheryl. It is my pleasure to nominate um, these people to our nominating committee for um, elders, the ruling elders, the deacons, the Car Carson trustees, and the LPC Foundation members. Uh, the following people are being nominated, and would you please stand if you're here when I say your name? Um, Ken Cornelson, Margie Craig, or Maggie Craig, I'm sorry, Jinx Day, Jerry Immel, Jackie Pearson, Jackie Proctor, Kathy Sizer is ex officio member, Jennifer Sweet, Kim Timmons, Judy Bell is co-chair, and I'm chairman of the committee. I put these names in nomination um, to be voted on. Do we have a second? Are there any other nominations from the floor? This is one of the most important calls and ministries in the life of our congregation as we uh, prayerfully select the leadership for this next year. So uh, we are grateful for these who are willing to serve. Those who are in favor of this list of nominees, please say, I, I am. Amen. Opposed? Like sign? Motion carried. I believe that concludes the business Thank you. of this congregational meeting. Thank you very much. Cheryl? Will you join me in the call to worship that you'll find printed on the front of your bulletin? Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing, forget, sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. The Lord will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. And so let us stand and praise God together. The glories of my God and King, oh, the triumphs of his grace. Sing, church. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing
centers. Blessed be your name, the land that is plentiful, the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your calls us to confession. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. We love because he has first loved us. The Apostle John wrote, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the atoning sacrifice for our sin, but not for our sin only, but for the sins of the whole world. In the strength of this assurance, let us confess our sins to God together. Let us pray in unison. God of birth, God of joy, God of life, we come to you as people hungry for good news. We have been so dead to miracles that we have missed the world's rebirth. We have preoccupied ourselves with pleasures and have overlooked the joy you offer us. 
we have been so concerned with making a living that we have missed the life you set among us. Forgive us, gracious God. Open our eyes and our hearts to receive your gift. Open our lips and hands to share it with all humanity. And so we bring to you the silent confessions of our hearts. For we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. My friends, God so loved the world, but he gave his only Son, so that all who believe in him may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Thanks be to God. Amen.
read from John 15, verses 1 to 17. I am the true vine, Jesus said, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You've already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the, in the vine, neither can you abide unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am going, I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God of love and God of joy, we come into your presence this morning committed to abiding in you, to allowing your life-giving spirit to pulse through our very beings and to grow the fruit of the kingdom of God. Bless us this morning as we listen to your word, as we come to your table. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How do you say goodbye to people that you love? This was the dilemma that faced Jesus as he was with his disciples in the upper room that evening. John tells us from chapters 13 to 17 about Jesus' words to his disciples. It was his way of preparing them for his departure to return to the Father. And so what did he do and what did he say? Well, he began by washing his disciples' feet as a great demonstration of the servant love of God incarnate in him. 
Peter resisted. Lord, you'll never wash my feet. Peter, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. And out of that evening came the new commandment, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. And then Jesus went on to say, it's necessary for me to go away. The Father sent me, and it is now time for me to return to the Father. These things I have said to you in order that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus went on to assure his disciples that the day would come when he would return to them, that the Father would pour out the Advocate, the Holy Spirit upon them that while he would be physically absent from them, nevertheless, his spirit would be with them and in them, growing the fruit of the kingdom of God. And he prayed for his disciples that they might all be one, one in love, united by the power of the Spirit engaged in the same mission that the Father had given to me as the Father has sent me, so send I you. These were some of the central words of Jesus and deeds of Jesus on that evening as he instituted the new covenant and broke the bread and poured out the wine as a reminder that he was with his disciples always to feed them, to nurture their lives, to empower their love and joy. And so Jesus spoke these very simple words, and yet they are so proud, so, so powerful. These things I have said to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. It is worth contemplating this morning what Jesus was talking about when he spoke of my joy. I believe that Jesus brought with him into this world the very joy of heaven. And he had a growing God consciousness inspired by the Word and Spirit of God as he came to understand more clearly as he grew up and launched his ministry that he had an absolutely unique relationship with his Heavenly Father who had sent him. And this was a relationship of joy. Repeatedly, Jesus was in the synagogue and in the temple, reflecting on Scripture, abiding in his relationship with the Father. Whenever he was troubled, he went out to the hillsides, perhaps overlooking the lake at Galilee, and there he prayed. And there he lifted up the concerns of his life. If he had not been rooted in that primary relationship, his life would have gone nowhere. I and the Father are one. 
what Jesus wanted his disciples to know, that at the very center of that relationship of the one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, was this fellowship of love and joy. Some have said the chief business of heaven is joy. Not the kind of superficial happiness that so often we think about that depends upon the circumstances of our lives. But Jesus says to his disciples as he is ready to depart, I want my joy to be in you. And what he was saying, I want you to know who you are in relationship with God the Father. No one comes to the Father but by me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Know that your true identity is wrapped up in the same identity that I have in relationship with God the Father, the Creator. I think Jesus found great comfort in centering his life in the joy of heaven, in the joy of his relationship with his Father. These things I have said to you so that my joy may be in you. The reason we come to worship this morning, we come to this table of joy. It is a table of love. It is the table where Father, Son, and Holy Spirit meet us. It's here that we have our identities reaffirmed. We are the children of God right now. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but when he appears, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. We will be in right relationship with the Father, which is the Father's great gift to us. It establishes our standing and our place in the world that gives to us our identity. There are enough voices and spirits in our world to threaten who we are and tell us we are something that we are not. Repeatedly, Jesus remembered the Father's voice at his baptism. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. As your retiring pastor, I could want nothing more than for you always to remember in the power of the Word and the Spirit who you are in Christ, abiding in Him. And Jesus says, not only do I want my joy to be in you, I want your joy to be complete. He knew full well that life in this world is never complete. And yet we have a right standing with God by grace. And the seeds of the joy of heaven have been planted in our hearts. And they are growing. And we are bearing fruit as we discover the deep reality of the joy of heaven in our own life experience and our expectation of the hope of eternal life, a gift that we've received already through faith in Christ.
In chapter 16, Jesus went on to say to his disciples, look, having the completion of joy in your life is like a woman giving birth to a child. There are labor pains before the birth. And yet it is with the expectation of giving birth to a human being, of bringing another life into the world, that the woman endures the pain. And Jesus wanted his disciples to know that you're going to have pain, but do not despair because joy is coming in the fullness of time in the giving birth of the fruit of the Spirit, in inaugurating and and issuing in the kingdom of heaven, of God's joy, there will be love and there will be joy and life will be complete. In the present, the Apostle Paul said, we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Helper, who understands our weaknesses and lives within us, knows how to take the deep sighs of our lives and the incompleteness of our lives and lift them up to the Father and interpret and make intercession for us and calls us to that deep faith that says nothing can separate us from the love of God. All things work together for good for those who love God. The amazing thing is that Jesus entrusted those weak disciples with his mission. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. I send you to bear witness in a world in which you are not complete, and yet I am in you. But there is a brewing of life in this cosmos that will not stop whatever the evidences of spiritual darkness and sin and death may be. Do not be afraid because I have overcome the world. And so with the training mission, he sent his disciples out to do the very things he was doing, to preach, to teach, to heal, to exercise. And they came back and they were filled with joy. The 70 reported, we saw, we saw Satan fall from heaven. And Jesus said, so did I, <laughs> through your ministry. But don't rejoice in this. But rejoice in this, that your names are written in heaven that you know who you are and what your mission is and what your destiny is and you persevere until the end in the power of the spirit of truth abide in me these things I've said to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy will be complete. I invite you to stand with me and let's affirm our faith together. Together. Though we we have have known known hardship hardship and and pain, pain, though life has has not always turned out as we had hoped, we affirm 
God's steadfast love endures forever. Though life becomes more complex, the deepest questions remain unanswered. And the mystery of faith deepens, we affirm, God's steadfast love endures forever. And though the pain of the world often seems more than we can bear or address, we will stand firm in our faith and affirm God's steadfast love endures forever. Thanks be to the God of joy. You may be seated as in a joyful spirit we present our offerings this morning.
Father, we give you thanks for your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, splendor of the glory of God, the perfect image of the Father. We praise you for the infinite love which sent him among us. We confess him as the vine and life of the world. We adore him now and forever, and may he lead us in paths of righteousness to give you glory and to witness to you of all things. Lord, accept this offering this morning as we give you as a sign of our obedience and bless our effort as we seek to be faithful for the sake and glory of Jesus Christ. We ask this in his name. Amen. You may be seated. We are invited to come to Jesus' table this morning. The writer of the sermon and the book of Hebrews in the New Testament says that Jesus was the perfecter and the pioneer of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the Father where he makes intercession for us and prays for us that we might be filled up with his love and joy. We come to this table, we abide in him. We welcome him into our deepest hearts. We ask for the gift of his mind, for the power of his self-sacrificing love, for the very joy of heaven to take deep root in our souls, that all of life may be blessed through our presence as we radiate the love and joy of Christ to others in our sphere of influence. May we be nourished this morning. Jesus said people come from east and west and north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God. And so we come. Let us offer our prayer of thanksgiving. O Lord, we give you thanks for you made us and set us in your world to love and to serve you. When we turned away from you, in Jesus Christ, your Son, you came to save us. You came with healing in your touch and were wounded for our sins. You came with mercy in your voice and were mocked as one despised. You came with peace in your heart and were met with violence and death. You broke free from the prison of the tomb 
and at your command the gates of hell were opened. You who were dead now live. You made yourself known to the disciples in the breaking of the bread. So open our eyes by your spirit so that we may recognize you with joy as we take your life into our hands in this broken bread and cup. Here at this table, nourish us. Take our lives in your hands that we may serve you faithfully until the day that we shall feast with all your saints in the joy of your eternal realm. And so we pray as you have taught us, saying, Our Father, Our Father who art, who art in, in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In eating and drinking, we remember that the kingdom of God is not experienced in food and drink, but in righteousness and love and in joy in the Holy Spirit. We welcome Christ into our hearts. Would our elders please come? Our ushers will bring you a row at a time. We invite you to take a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, and commune, and return prayerfully to your seats.
life and in death, we belong to God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. May we go forth this morning rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoice, and again I will say rejoice. The Lord is at hand. Amen. Amen.